time, so the AM show with Austin and Matt. Um, today's Wednesday, we're going to jump straight into the news. Um, last week, Beirut and Lebanon, there was an explosion that left over 170 dead, which is rising. They're still counting bodies. Um, thousands injured and over 300,000 homeless. Um, 85% of the grain stocks were destroyed, which leaves only a month supply left for uh, Beirut. Um, and it was triggered by 2,700 tons of ammonium nitrate. In comparison, the Oklahoma City, City bombing in the late 90s was only two tons. So almost, I don't know, 1,350 times more explosive. Um, it, was the, it was one of the largest non-nuclear blasts in history and was one-tenth the intensity of the Hiroshima nuclear bomb. So um, if you've seen videos of it, it absolutely destroyed that port. Um, was it an accident? Uh, yeah, it was... So the Lebanese security officials were warned in July that the ship had explosives on it. Um, that information was sent to the president and prime minister, but nothing was done. Um, so the entire Lebanese government is going to resign. All of the cabinet members are going to resign for ignoring the problem. Um, the ship belonged to some Russian owner. Um, no, They were passing through and were stopped and pulled into the port um, for an inspe- inspection. Uh, they found the ammonium nitrate and said it had to remain docked there. The crew members left the ship and never came back. So it was sitting sitting abandoned in the harbor for at least a month. Um, nothing was done about it. And then a fire sparked to the inside of the harbor and uh, blew it up. And if you the videos of it, it, it shattered all the windows nearby. It created a crater where the port was. Like, nothing exists there now. Like, it was huge. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. That is unfortunate, um, and they're not doing anything about the homeless people either. So there's three hundred thousand people that are newly homeless that the government's not helping at all. So well, the government's resigning. Yeah, well, that's part of why they're resigning <laughs> is because all the pressure on them because they literally haven't been doing anything. Um, they're they the people of Beirut are mad because of the corruption inside of their government has allowed this to happen. Um, which, rightfully so, this is something that could have been uh, prevented if proper measures were taken, but they weren't. So, um, Over in Europe, Belarus, there's serious clashes between protesters and police right now. Um, the dictator, um, he's not really a dictator, but kind of a dictator, uh, Alexander Lukashen- Lukashenko, um, he won by 80.23%, which is, um, to the people of Belarus, not possible, considering their his opposition only got 10%, and she was wildly popular. Um, he's endorsed by Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, and is in his 26th year of presidency, I guess is what you call it. Um, the exit polls indicate high probability of elect- election fraud, and there's... Um, accusations that he's jailed his opposition and sent out pre-marked ballots with his name on it and if they didn't circle his name they threw the ballots out um, after the protest began there were sporadic cellular outages followed um, likely by the government turning off cellular activity and turn, shutting down the internet um, and the opposition leader Svetlana Tikhonskaya rejects the results and flees to Lithuania in fear of her life 
because Lukashenko threatened to crush any further opposition rallies and uh, anyone who opposes the results of the election. So um, the protests will probably continue there for some time. Uh, and I do believe they'll get worse before they get better, considering he is not in um, any position now to get ready to relinquish his uh, quote-unquote victory. Um, wow. Yeah, not good. Imagine if something like that happened here. Um, it wouldn't, but... Yeah. I I think election fraud still happens here. I just don't think it would be on that scale. You know, if the elections happen tomorrow and Joe Biden only got 10%, you would know something's up. Like, obviously that's not correct. Um, but, uh, I mean, we've seen election fraud. The DNC is a fraud. The primaries... Um, there were independent studies in the DNC primaries that uh, pointed to election fraud because the exit polls, so when someone leaves the election booth, they get asked, who did you vote for? And then they tally that up to get an idea of where that poll's going to be. In many states, they didn't match uh, during the uh, DNC primaries by like 3 or 4%. Um, and that, according to, I believe it's the... Uh, um, United Nations is um, in the range for election fraud or election tampering so wow. uh, it looks like there could have been some in the primaries but no one's going to investigate because um, the DNC's not worried about it, they got their candidates so um, in COVID news Putin says Russia has approved the world's first coronavirus vaccine for use but there are concerns it hasn't been fully tested um, it looks like they tested about 100 people and then said it's good to go. Um, but he did say he inoculated his daughter with it and said she's been doing fine. He plans to inoculate his staff members later this month. Uh, and then he says beginning in January, they'll begin administering doses to the people. And it'll require two doses to be immune to the coronavirus. Um, but that follows the United Kingdom's accusations that Russia hacked the vaccine data from the University of Oxford. Um, so they may have stole the data that the University of Oxford has been working on <laughs> and then just pushed it through the phase three trials and claimed that it's a working vaccine. Um, interestingly, they named it Sputnik V to, uh, as a callback to the uh, Cold War space race with the United States. Um, so it feels a little bit like rubbing it in. However, I don't think that the vaccine is <laughs> anywhere near being ready to be administered to hundreds of thousands of people so um i won't be taking the putin vaccine but i will not either um <laughs> everyone in russia is going to be mutated into like <laughs> zombies or something be like no, well, that's, that's how they, they don't have starts. covid <laughs> yeah <laughs> our coronavirus just disappeared i don't know what happened and then outside you've got zombies climbing up the building like world war z <laughs> um this week, a photo went viral of crowded hallways at North Paulding High School in Georgia. Um, it showed students not wearing masks, packed into the hallways like sardines. Uh, the student who posted it was suspended, but after public outrage, that suspension was reversed. However, there are nine cases in the school since that photo was posted, and 23 total. So, um, yeah, it's spreading through that school like wildfire. And Why would they get suspended for posting a photo? Uh, I think it was for using their phone in school and posting it on social media. I'm not exactly sure why 
like the reasoning that the school board gave for suspending her but I would believe that it was probably because they felt embarrassed the school board did or upset that they tried to make them look like they were not following protocol or whatever but I mean you weren't so none of the students in that picture were wearing masks and they were all crowded together uh, like high school hallways you know how they mm-hmm. are you, you follow the crowd like a fish school of fish you're just right behind the next person getting through um, so yeah that uh, that would not surprise me to see the cases in that school spike um, New Zealand reports their first new case after 102 days without community transmission. Um, it came from an unknown source. They don't know who brought it over because obviously it had to come outside since there was no cases inside. Um, but they went straight back into lockdown. So they told Auckland, which is in New Zealand, Dang. told all their citizens to act like you have COVID and act like everyone else has COVID and go quarantine. Um, so they're taking it super serious. One case and they instantly... It was four, it was four new cases. Oh. Um, but it's the first sign of cases in 102 days. But they were 102 days COVID-free. They shut down like this for two weeks, come back, and there's no more cases. Five days ago, New Zealand was business as normal because there was no cases inside the country. So um, what they're doing looks like it works. So it may be a model for... Well... It's, I think it's too late for that, but... Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> past, past the point of no return at this point. Yeah. Um, interestingly, COVID was found on the outer packaging of frozen seafood from China. Um, it was shipped from Dalian following an outbreak there. Um, and it was shipped to a couple other Chinese cities. Um, but there was... They tested it for coronavirus and it had it on it. Uh, which is something I actually haven't even thought of was consumer goods having coronavirus on it. Like I know it spreads and can land on surfaces, but I mean, you could be shopping and pick up an item that has coronavirus on it that has never come in contact with someone since it's been in the store. So I'll have to study to see how long COVID bacteria or the virus stays alive on certain um, they did, and I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but it, either, it survives but... a super long time on, like, even plastics. Like, most viruses don't live long on plastic, mm-hmm. but let me look up the numbers so I can uh, say how long it lasts. Because that is kind of crazy to think about you're going to total walk down, only go out to get groceries, but yeah, you can still get it because it could be on your consumer goods. Um. So, let's see. Coronavirus on surfaces. Man, this is a big list. <laughs> <laughs> They've got like a methodology and everything. I just want, I just want to. I just want the spark notes on the sucker. Honestly, just tell me, <laughs> tell me metal this this long. Uh, can remain on the surfaces for up to seventy two hours. Um, that's just for um, broad surfaces. That doesn't say specific surfaces. Um, that, but that doesn't include fabric. So far, evidence suggests that it's harder to catch the virus from a soft surface than, than it is from frequently touched hard surfaces like elevator buttons or door handles. Um, so yeah, up to 72 hours. So I think anything from China would be fine, except people. Um, but that's everywhere. Yeah. At, right now, the uh, United States passport is weaker than it's ever been. There's only like... 15 countries that you can even go to and they have restrictions everywhere else is closed off to us 
which is like the first time in history our passport's been so weak. Um, but it's just because we have so many cases and a lot of foreign governments aren't um, confident in the response we've had to it. So That's crazy. Yeah, most of Europe we can't even travel to right now. We can't fly into anywhere in Europe except, I think, the United Kingdom with certain restrictions. Um, and uh, there's only two countries in Africa that would accept us. Um, two or three Asian countries and then two or three South American countries and that's it. Canada won't, that's crazy. Even, Canada won't even let us cross their border. No way. Yeah. That's crazy. Canada's pissed because we keep trying to cross their border and they're like, nah, they're going to build a wall on us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stay out, you sick fucks. <laughs> um, uh, Dr. Fauci requests further security for his daughters as family members continue to receive death threats, which blows my mind how you're threatening the, somebody who's trying to give you information that could you know save your life save your life yeah that's crazy um but that brought up a question to me why open schools if you're going to ignore and threaten the educated like our government is ready to send everybody back to school and get everyone in crowded hallways again but then they get their education you ignore what they learned like um i don't know it's like you it's like the facebook university bachelor degree of science is more important now than a bachelor's degree from anything else in the university like we have medical doctors that you won't believe but Karen on Facebook <laughs> she, she posted something the other day Bro. let me tell you <laughs> she can sway you <laughs> she has years of Facebook research she has ways <laughs> <laughs> she's seen the deepest darkest corners of Facebook she knows she knows <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the doctor, though, dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> he has been in school in 20 years. That man's a rock. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, that doesn't make sense to me. But. No, it doesn't. Um, Coca-Cola was in the news this week, uh, accused of paying scientists between 2013 and 2015 to downplay the role of sugary beverages in obesity, um, and it encouraged them to promote the lack of exercise instead. Um Furthermore, a Mexican state, Oaxaca, I believe is how you pronounce it, has banned the sale of junk food and sugary drinks to children in an attempt to reduce obesity and diabetes levels. One-third of Mexican children are overweight or obese. So, <laughs> a bunch of chunkers over there. I do think more sugary food when you're younger definitely affects you. Uh, yeah, it, it gives you a higher risk of diabetes later in life. Um, weaker bones um and i think i think i don't know if there's any studies on it but i would venture to say that there is a correlation between sugary drinks and exercise i think they go hand in hand people who drink more sugary drinks and fatty snacks exercise less mm -hmm. um so i don't i don't think you could i agree with that i don't think you could blame one over the other like you can't say uh well the sugary drink was fine but that 10 extra steps you missed out on that cost you um, I think they, they both are equal factors. Yeah. But I still think... I mean, I think everyone should eat moderately healthy. But yeah. you can you can pick out every once in a while. But... Well, I, I know they were talking a couple of years ago about banning uh, the sale of like uh, high sugar foods to children in the United States. Um, I don't think we went anywhere with that. But I That's not going to happen. But I, I, I think it would be a good idea. It would be a great idea, yeah. Um, you would force the parents to have to do all the sweet shopping and then they would be able to monitor because I mean like let me tell you when I could drive 16 years old 
a little older than a, a child's age, but like you go over to somebody's house, I stop by the store, pick up like four things of snack cakes, 12 pack of Mountain Dew, chips, like that's all you lived on mm-hmm. um, when you're making your yeah. own purchase decisions. Like if you had to be over 18 to buy high sugar items or something like that. Um, It'd be the new drug. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of is a drug, sugar. I mean, it is, but I mean like in the sense of like, It'd be like it would be like a weed type yeah. or alcohol. You know, you sneaking out, sneaking to get it, or getting your fake IDs to get sugar food. <laughs> well, sugary food. I don't think a black market for snack cakes is very lucrative, so it would require you to rob stores and shoplift. So you would probably catch them a lot easier than you would someone doing a drug deal behind the store. Um, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I know this is way off topic, and well, I mean, think about beer, like. You can go, like, if I'm 21, I can walk into a, a store and buy beer. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you don't have a beer plug. You you might have some friends, if you're, like, 16 or 21, who will buy you beer. But it's not like, hey, you got <laughs> you got a 12-pack? <laughs> where, where can we meet? Yeah, but then you would get either your parents, your friends, or a fake ID for it. You don't have a plug for beer. Yeah, you're right. But there's other avenues for that. That's true. That societally, like, accepted. Like, I mean, yeah, if you go something just weed, yeah, like but that kind then, of drug. Then again, blood. it would require someone older to make sure to buy it for you. So if you went yeah, to your parents, I guess you're right. Because snack cakes, no one's gonna t- talk to their local twenty one year old burnout to be like, "Yo, <laughs> I need snack cakes now." You're gonna <laughs> you're ask. About her, to... You're just gonna be like, "Hey, mom, when you're by the store, grab some snack cakes." You should just say, "Okay," or be like, "You're yeah. a fat fuck. You don't need snack cakes." <laughs> so, like, it is smart. I mean, I don't know how they would implement that to test it, see how it works before they. Um, I mean, I just say start in a city like anything else. Like, prohibi- like prohibition, like prohibition. No, like well, prohibition was prohibition. That's what I'm saying. Prohibition was different. That's banning any form of it. So like, a six year old couldn't drink alcohol during prohibition. Like, that's fuck shit. Prohibition never works. I'll say that nothing should be illegal in terms of. But you're saying you're saying like with the with the age increase of tobacco, just do it. Yeah. How they up they up to age? They just just do it. I think they need to standardize an age. I think the government needs to figure out what age someone becomes an adult. All those I think like, it's 21. Well, you can serve well, a military An adult 18, is 18, yeah. But you can't do shit until you're 21. But you, you can't, can't do drink, it. smoke, or um, um, get into bars and stuff until you're 21. So what what good does 18 do? You can go and die for your country, but you can't have a, a sip of alcohol. Like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't. Um, so maybe they should really lower it to 18. Well, that, they just pushed tobacco to 21, That's though. That's such a good point. You can die for your country at 18, but you can't... But you can't have a beer and smoke a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> That's so... Unless you go die for your country. Military members all the time yeah. at 18 are drinking and smoking, but if you if you don't go die for your country, boy, you can't have a beer. <laughs> yeah, that's an incentive. Uh, it's a shitty incentive. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'd much rather just sit outside the gas station and be like, hey, you going to buy me a pack of cigarettes? Okay, cool. Like... I don't know. And this is way off topic, though. I'm trying to bring this up. We, I don't know about you, but we didn't get the Cheeto macaroni and cheese. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's actually good news. Uh, last Saturday. No, this Saturday. It came out the 8th. Yeah, last Saturday. Okay, so, okay, so yeah. Uh, Cheetos unleashed their new mac and cheese. Uh, and it comes in three flavors. Cheddar, jalapeno cheddar, and flaming Hot. Uh, they'll be available in Walmarts now, and then other retailers later in the year so 
I haven't tried it yet, so I can't endorse it, but it sounds like it's going to be smashed. Looks, yeah, it looks good. Uh-huh. We post, or, I know you sent in our group chat, but then we were going to get that day. Yeah, and then they and didn't we, have it. <laughs> yeah, they realized we didn't have it until the 8th, so we didn't get it. Yeah. You guys went to that trip, I think. Wait. Yeah, you guys went to that trip this weekend, so yeah, I just kind of forgot about it. But yeah. Well, now it's back on my mind, so... Friday, I'll Walmart get back to closed. you. I'll tell y'all how. I think Walmart closes today like eight thirty or nine. Um, yeah, I'm not gonna amend the podcast for it, but we can definitely get a rating and then we'll let y'all know Friday whether or not it's a buy. <laughs> um, by Friday we'll have a decision. Hopefully, yeah. Guarantee it. Oh, okay, guaranteed. guaranteed. Oh, dang. We'll have a decision. Taste. This is Wednesday when this comes out. Yeah. So okay. <laughs> we got time. Um. <laughs> In other news, Canada's last fully intact Arctic ice shelf collapsed. Um, it lost 80 square kilometers. And to put that in perspective, Manhattan Island is 60 square kilometers. Um, so it was 1.5 times the size of Manhattan. Um, and the Arctic warming is two times the global rate. And this year it has been five, per, five degrees Celsius higher than average in the Arctic Circle. So um, That's actually a lot. Yeah. And uh, as the smaller glaciers melt the ice caps, um, it's exposing bedrock, and the bedrock um, reflects the heat off the sun, so it's speeding it up. As the caps are melting, it's getting faster and faster how quick the uh, melting's occurring. Um, at this point, it feels like a lost cause. Um, yeah, I feel like the other thing happening in 2020 for the United States-wise, news-wise, it hasn't been brought up like at all almost. Uh, the- because there's still debate over whether or not it's even happening. Um, so, um, I mean, it's been debated since 2000 whether or not climate change is real. Um, but what is real is there are ice caps melting, the Arctic's melting. Um, whether you attribute that to the Earth's natural cycle or to unprecedented global warming for new plastics and... Um, poor industry practices you cannot dispute that there are fewer ice caps than there were um 10 15 years ago so is that the argument against climate change is that it's earth's natural cycle uh that's one of them another there are some people who just don't believe in climate changing at all like so how do they explain the ice caps melting i don't think they believe that they are melting uh, they don't believe they're melting they believe it's a hoax um i mean i'm guessing they probably because they haven't seen it with their own eyes or something i don't know why but um, I do know what started the debate was because it was brought to the attention by a Democrat named Al Gore in 2000. Um, it created a partisan debate over whether or not it was real. Um, and that has continued and probably gotten worse since then to the point now that you're not going to change the minds of either side. So, um, And there's been no policy in place since it's been announced in 2000 that it, it was a thing and that it was occurring. Um and I think it's to the point now where we're so behind the curve that there's no, there's not going to be getting in front of the curve. Um, water lines will be rising faster than usual. Um, the earth will get hotter. Uh, Iraq just had a record temperature the other day. I believe it was 124 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, my goodness. Um, which is super hot. Um, Bro, like 90 degrees is hot Yeah. here. Uh, 124? Oh, my goodness. So uh, I believe... I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how it's going to shake up. I really can't tell you. Um, I do know there are good efforts by people to fix climate change. Um, and if, even if you don't 
believe the glaciers are melting or anything like that. There is a ton of trash in the ocean. Um, coral reefs are getting bleached. The ozone layer is almost depleted over Australia. Um, so there are efforts we can still do to slow it down, but I don't think we're ever going to stop it. Um, I think it'll be the cause of our next extinction event. If it's not nuclear warfare, it'll be climate change. Um, Interesting. But um, I feel like that would be a very slow extinction. It'll be slow for a while. Um, and then once it gets past, I would say, I'm just going to quote it as the point of no return. Then it's going to accelerate much faster. Like it's just going to be like one year after another, it's going to be coming so fast that habitats are going to be destroyed. Uh, water lines will be rising super fast. Um, and again, you probably won't notice it. No one will notice it in a single lifetime. But when you stack it over generations, it'll it'll start accumulating much faster in later generations. So um, I think they already did a study. And most of the water you drink now or any ocean water has trace microplastics in it. Um, so the world is already full of microplastics. There's no getting around that. Which are, are not good for your health. Um, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of evidence and a lot of science that supports a change in climate. Um, go to the ocean, I, I guarantee you, or go to the beach, I guarantee you, while you're there, you'll see trash floating in the ocean or floating on the beaches. We and, did not. Um, that's true. We didn't last time. There was trash on the beach, but there was none in the water. Yeah. Um, so maybe depending on what beaches you go to. Yeah, maybe. Um, Cause, I mean, of course, the currents, you know, will yeah, bring it pulls them. it out. Like the uh, Great Pacific Garbage Patch. It's like an island out in the Pacific just full of garbage. Um, I know they're creating boats now, though, that it has an arm coming out the side of the boat with nets. I don't, their job is just to comb. They just drive for miles, and they just comb up all the trash, and it pulls the trash and conveyor belts onto the ship, and then they send it off to be disposed of properly rather than dumped into the ocean. Um Cool. And it doesn't help you have countries like China and India who still don't respect um, climate awareness. Uh, they dump their trash straight into the ocean, um, sewage drains into the ocean. Like they, anything they have, that especially India, they just dump into the ocean. Um, India is the number one country for ocean pollution um, in the world. So, um, and it's hard to get some of those countries to change what they've been doing for fifteen, twenty years, thirty years. So, I don't, I don't know if there's a point of return at this point. Um, further Canadian news, they won the right to use magic mushrooms for end-of-life stress. Um, magic mushrooms have been outlawed since 1974 in Canada, and right now there are four people who got the right to use them for their end-of-life stress. Um, mm. I think I've already mentioned several times on the podcast uh, my stance on how I think every drug should be legal um, but especially people who are going to die what, what what business do you have telling someone who's going to die that, that they can't have some acid, shrooms <laughs> yeah. marijuana, like get the fuck out like <laughs> you have no right to tell them how they should live their life for the last months they have um, that's stupid especially if that the drugs they take lead to a better life it's much better than getting hooked to opiates or um, mm-hmm. other prescription pills that'll just make them loopy till the end of their days but um, I mean shit life's short if you want to experiment you should have the right to experiment if you're dying you should definitely have the right to experiment like <laughs> what does it matter 
but that's just me. Um, uh, a study in more than 500,000 Canadian mothers, I guess more Canadian news, um, <laughs> and children show 50% increase in risk of autism in children whose mother used cannabis while pregnant. Um, that's not good. So this is, this is what confused me reading that article. I didn't think there needed to be a study about that. I, I just assumed when you were pregnant, you don't do drugs or alcohol. <laughs> but apparently, there are people who don't think that marijuana affects you while you're pregnant. But, um, you know, <laughs> I would just say, to play it safe, don't do drugs and alcohol while you're pregnant. <laughs> or you've increased the risks of um, um, childhood disorders. So, you know. <laughs> I thought that was self-explanatory. I didn't think there needed to be study about it, but apparently there did. Um, you know, I guess maybe they were hoping like, oh no, cannabis makes your child the next Beethoven. Or <laughs> maybe they thought since during your lifetime, cannabis actually helps with a lot of like it's a lot of health benefits, and maybe uh, maybe that's what. They, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, general rule of thumb: if it's a drug or if it, it has any mind-altering um, properties. Mm. And you're pregnant? Yeah, yeah, probably shouldn't do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, read an interesting article today, um, and it's mostly about Americans losing their democracy through the party system. Uh, so, a Yale study showed Americans prize party over democratic principles. Only a small fraction of the United States voters are willing to sacrifice partisan and policy interests to defend demo- democratic principles. I didn't think that was very surprising, especially given how you see people argue today. They don't argue about policy. They don't argue about candidates. They argue about party. Um, if, if someone attacks someone, it's like this radical left or this nut job alt-right or Dems are losing their minds or Republicans or money-hungry criminals. and You don't ever say, uh, okay, a tax cut would, you know disadvantage the elderly and the people who are on Social Security and Medicare. No, you say the Republicans ta- passed a tax bill that's going to ruin the, the country, or the Democrats passed new legislation that's going to put us in the shitter. Um, there are numbers to back it up. 3.5% of U.S. voters would um, would not cast a ballot against their party candidate as a punishment for undemocratic behavior. Sorry for the pause. I had to make sure I was reading it right. So if their party leader was uh, accused or guilty of gerrymandering, which is breaking up counties in a state to um, make it more likely for you to win. So if you win a majority of counties, you break them up into sections where you'll be favored. Um, Disenfranchisement, which is the deprivement... um, depriving someone of their rights or privileges, such as the right to vote, or um, press restrictions. So if their candidate was guilty of that, they would still not cast their ballot against them. They would still pick that candidate just to keep their party Hmm. aligned, Um, which is stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The party system is terrible. Like, I say that almost every day. I hate it. Um, I hate how when you register to vote, they ask you, are you Republican or Democrat? And you have to register in most states. Um, dumb. That art- that automatically is the first step to losing democracy. That's not democratic. That's, um, I don't know. I don't even know if there's a form of government for it, but it's dumb. Um, uh, 
voting's not compulsory in the United States. Only 60% of eligible United States citizens vote every year or every election. Um, lobbying is a problem. There should not be parties who dole out millions and millions of dollars to support a single candidate. Um, candidates should have to raise their own money. Um, and the Electoral College um, is goes against democracy as well. It should be a popular vote. Whoever wins popular vote wins presidency. That's how democracy works. So I, I think from the start, those three or four things are enough to dismantle democracy, but especially when United States voters are so entrenched in their political party that they're not willing to cross party lines um, is a huge problem. Um, and I think that's what's creating the political tensions today to, to the degree that they are. So, What's your opinion? I don't have one. However, did you hear about the census thing? Mm-hmm. They're like cutting the census uh, uh, I guess process early they're shutting it down by like 20 or September of this year or whatever so like a lot of people aren't going to get their stuff filled out so it's going to be you know unfinished census which could then lead to the redistributing of electoral college votes or points or whatever you call it for candidates so it might actually help Trump or something like that well to be fair people I've been seeing census ads every single day since April if you haven't filled it out by now you're probably not going to fill it out and that's also true. Um, and you can go online and fill it out. I filled ours out online, so... I mean... It's easy. <laughs> if you haven't done it by now, you're not going to do it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, like, a lot of people who don't do it now would then do it if they were, like, getting, like... If someone came to your door or they put it in mail or something like that. Well, I think everything's been mailed out. I think it hasn't been mailed out, but there's something that they go... They do, like, knock on doors or something like that that helps people do it. Like actually fill out some could you know, someone comes a person to you you're more likely to fill out and that's going to be uh, shut down. I, I think because you're required to do the census, it's a law that you mm-hmm. you must fill it out. Um, so I think what happens is they send out all the letters and stuff in April and tell you your options to fill it out either by paper or by um, electronically um, doing it online. Um, and I think after that is wrapped up, they send people to knock on the doors of people who haven't done it yet and asking to fill it out in front of them or like hey we need this back you know yeah this week um so i don't i haven't heard but anything. that's being shut down oh the, the knock like, on doors yeah that's being like cut short oh. from what it was planned on doing to decrease the risk of coronavirus spread i don't know hmm. i just heard about it <clears throat> um well the people who don't fill it out will be subject to um penalties which I think is a fine um, I, don't, I don't know I don't, I've never heard of anyone getting jailed for not filling their census out but uh, I definitely think they send out fines to households who don't fill it out but ours is filled out so we're good yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got anything else? Mm-mm. All right. all good well that will wrap us up um, we will see y'all Friday to tell you about the sports and to tell you about the Cheeto mac and cheese. See you then. Thanks for listening.